right. Well, it's good to be in the Lord's house this evening. And uh, thank God for my church. Amen. Appreciate uh, my pastor and appreciate these good deacons and these good godly men. I thank God while Brother Poindexter was uh, singing, I know he's, he's not a deacon at this church, but I thank God for good godly men we can look up to. Amen. Appreciate the good examples that we young people have. And uh, I thank God for that. Amen. I want us to take our Bibles to Psalm chapter number 22 tonight. We'll be uh, continuing on in our studies in the Psalms uh, here. Psalm 22. And uh, I want to look at just a few verses tonight. Psalm chapter number 22. And uh, as I was studying uh, this evening, the Lord gave me some thoughts concerning this. And really, I just want to deal with one verse, and I'll deal with a few verses before we get into the context of what we want to talk about tonight. But Psalm chapter number 22, look with me in verse number 1. The Bible says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. And they trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. You can be seated this evening. Thank you for standing with us while we read the Bible. Father, we thank you, God. Lord, for the privilege, God, that we have, Lord, to be in your house. God, thank you, Lord, for the good songs, Lord, that have been sung. And I thank you, God, Lord, for the touch, Lord, that they've been sung with. God, I thank you, your Lord, for, God, the testimony, Lord, that we heard tonight, Lord, of your goodness and, and your grace. And, God, we thank you, Lord, for the other testimony of Brother Hewitt, Lord, that, God, you answer prayer tonight, Lord. And I'm thankful, Lord, tonight that's a reality in our life, and I'm glad that you're real to us, God. We thank you, Lord, God, for your presence, and Lord, that we can come and worship you. God, now we ask you, dear Lord, that you'd help us, God, in this preaching time. I pray, God, that you'd anoint us, Lord. God, you know, Lord, within myself, God dwells no good thing, and Lord, I need your help tonight, Lord, and I ask you, God, that you'd help us. Lord, that you'd touch us, dear God, and Lord, that you'd take us beyond ourself. Lord, we ask you, please, touch us tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd touch the hearer tonight. Lord, if there's one here tonight, God, that's lost without you, I pray, God, that you'd save them. Lord, maybe there's one here tonight that's lost sight of Jesus, lost sight of Calvary. Lord, I pray, God, that they'd fall in love with you all over again. God, we ask these things tonight, Lord, God, for your honor and your glory. God, we do ask it, Lord, according to your will, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Psalm chapter number 22 tonight is a familiar passage of Scripture to us. And when we look to the Word of God, especially Psalms chapter number 22, oftentimes it's grouped together with Psalms 23 as well as Psalms 24. And as we look to the, uh, the Bible tonight, I'll say this as a word of introduction before I get to where I'm going tonight. But when we look to Psalm 24 tonight, we see that Psalm 24 is a psalm of glory. The Bible asks the questions in Psalm chapter number 24 a few times. Who is 
this King of glory. And it's talking about none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. It's speaking of His coming coronation. Amen. It's speaking of the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Psalm 24 is a psalm of glory. But then we find in Psalm chapter number 23, we find that Psalm 23 is a psalm of guidance. Amen. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And David, the earthly shepherd, wrote about Jesus, our heavenly shepherd, how he guides us in, in the ins and outs of life, in, the, in our days here spent on this earth. But then, when we come to Psalm 22 tonight, we see that Psalm 22 is the psalm of grace. Amen. And I thank God for the grace of God tonight. Amen. As we look at this tonight, we look at Psalm 22. I want to show you uh, something tonight we see that Psalm 22 begins with the gloom of the cross it begins with the gloom of the cross look what verse number one said David wrote my God my God why hast thou forsaken me why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring and then we see this psalm ends with the glories of the crown. Look what the Bible says in verse number 30. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he hath done this. Amen. So when we begin in Psalm 22, we begin with gloom. But thank God by the time we get to the ending of the chapter, we end with glory. Amen. David in this psalm, it's believed that he wrote uh, this psalm tonight when he was cornered by Saul uh, and his men. David was in a position where he felt abandoned by God. The words we find recorded in Psalm 22 no doubt speak of David tonight. And there is no denying that David wrote this psalm. But if, as, as we take a closer look to this psalm tonight, we see that the words proclaim one greater than David tonight. Amen. They point to none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And as David was cornered by Saul and his men, he was writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. No doubt God looked down the hallway of time and he saw a day and an hour when Jesus Christ would be cornered by the devil and his crowd on the cross. Amen. But thank God that's not the end of a story. Amen. As we look to the Bible tonight, look with me. In verse number 12, the Bible says in Psalm 22, in verse number 12, uh, the Lord calls these men uh, with Saul, He calls them bulls tonight. He said in verse number 12, He said, Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have set me, set me uh, round about. And then in verse number 13 tonight, the Bible says this, They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. But then in verse number 16 we see this, For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, and they pierced my hands and my feet. We see that David is cornered by Saul and his crowd. But then we find that Jesus is cornered by the devil and his crowd tonight. Amen. We see that these wicked men with their hatred for Christ, they're compared to, to bulls, they're compared to lions, and then finally uh, they're compared to dogs tonight. Why is that? Because these wicked men at Calvary displayed the strength of bulls, they displayed the self-sufficiency of lions, and they, they displayed the savagery of wild dogs tonight but thank God they could not stop Jesus Christ amen for the Bible declares to us tonight that he went a little further amen he set his face like a flint toward Calvary he came to do the will of God he came to glorify the father and hell could not stop him man could not stop what God was going to do 
do. I thank God, although hell assailed and tried to come up against the Lamb of God, I thank God Jesus Christ would not be stopped and he went all the way to Calvary, amen. As we look at this tonight, we see a plain and simple picture of Calvary tonight, amen. Number one in the outline, I want you to see this tonight. I want you to see the plea of Calvary. The plea of Calvary. Look what the Bible says there again in verse number one. The Bible said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? You know, I was reading today and John Phillips said this. He said, it's very well that Jesus did not only quote just a portion of Psalm 22, but it's very well possible that he quoted the entirety of the psalm. There he was, the living word hanging on the cross and the spoken word flowing from his mouth. That malefactor looked at him. He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Amen. Thank God Jesus preached a salvation message to a thief hanging on the cross and thank God it was enough. Amen. As Jesus lifted his head, he said, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me. I'll tell you why God forsook him. The Bible said it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes were healed. Thank God tonight you and I will never have to suffer the reality of hell. We'll never have to be separated from God again. Why? Because Jesus Christ himself was separated from Almighty God and we see Jesus Christ in this plea of separation. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know what I've heard my whole life? I've heard people say this, well, you know, y'all not question God. Jesus did. Jesus questioned the very, the very God of heaven. He questioned his Father in heaven. And you know sometimes in life, there's just times where you ask why. There are some times where you come to the end of yourself and you do not have the answers. You do not have the ability. You do not have the strength. But thank God Jesus Christ, our great high priest, he taught us that it was okay to question why. He taught us that it was okay to reach the end of ourselves because in that we do exactly what he did. You know what it was that got Jesus to the cross. You know what it was that got Jesus to Gethsemane and through Gabbatha and through Golgotha. It was the grace of Almighty God. It was the presence of the Father. Thank God tonight in the midst of our problems and in the midst when it feels like God is nowhere to be found. Thank God there's a plea that can be heard tonight. Amen. We see the plea of Calvary but then notice this in verses 12 through 16 we see the pain of Calvary. Amen. We see the pain of Calvary. Boy, when you think about Calvary, you can't help but think about the pain that Jesus Jesus Christ went through. You know, he went to he went to Gethsemane and he experienced he experienced pain and he experienced suffer, suffering there in the garden. He knew what it was there in the garden to be forsaken. He knew what it was at Gabbatha to be forsaken. He knew what it was at Golgotha to be forsaken. And listen, he went through the pain and the agony of the cross and he did it all for you and I tonight. Amen. We see this. We see the plea of Calvary. We see the the pain of Calvary. But then I want you to see something tonight in the psalm. I want you to see the picture of Calvary. Look what the Bible says in verse number 6. David said, but I am a worm and no man. 
He said, a reproach of men and despised of the people. We see the plea of Calvary. We see the pain of Calvary. But here in verse number 6, David and the Holy Ghost of God and Jesus Christ Himself paint a picture of Calvary tonight for you and I. Amen. As we look at this picture of Calvary, we'll look, what is Jesus saying when He says this? He said, but I am a worm tonight. Amen. I want us to look at this worm and under uncover what God is trying to tell us through the picture of this worm tonight, through the picture of the cross of Calvary tonight. Look what the Bible says again in verse number 6. Jesus said, but I am a worm and no man. Notice this, number one with me tonight. Notice the, ident- the identification of the worm. The identification of the worm. Verse number 6, he said, but I tonight. Amen. He identified with man tonight. He identified with you and I tonight. He said, but I am a worm tonight. You think about the God of all heaven. You think about the God who's ruler over heaven and earth. You think about the God that created this world. You think about God who breathed a breath into the nostrils of man. You think about God who's in control of everything tonight. He condescended tonight. He came to where we were. But he didn't only say that. He said, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, just a man tonight. I'm not just the filth and the offscouring of this world. He said, but I am a worm tonight. Amen. Can I say this? Jesus Christ came to identify with you and me. When he showed up on the scene, born through the womb of a virgin, He put on this robe of flesh. You know why he did that? He did that to identify with you and me. When he walked on the banks of Jordan and John was baptizing, John looked and he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And Jesus Christ came there to his cousin to be baptized. He did not come to repent of any sin for he had no sin. Amen. But he came to be baptized to identify with you and me. Amen. When he walked up Golgotha's hill and he hung there on the cross of Calvary uh, suspended between heaven and earth uh, he took our place uh, in his substitutionary death uh, the vicarious sufferings uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, he identified with us tonight amen he took our sin and he took our reproach uh, and he took our shame uh, and he bore it upon himself at Calvary why did he do that tonight he did that to identify with you tonight amen I'm glad I'm identified with him tonight, amen. I'm glad I'm in him and he's in me tonight, amen. Thank God I am my beloved's and he is mine tonight, amen. I'm glad, thank God there was a day I was headed for hell, but he came to where I was. He called my name in grace, called my name in mercy, and he said, you're a sinner, you're headed for hell, but I've identified with you, amen. And now I'm seated in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, he took my sin and he took my shame and he imputed his righteousness to my account. What does that mean? Thank God there was a transaction that took place tonight. Amen. He took my sin and he took my shame and he took his perfect and holiness and his righteousness and he placed that on my account tonight. Amen. Thank God he's identified with us tonight. But then we see this. Not only do we see the identification of the worm but notice this the impact of the worm he said I am amen he said I am a worm amen 
He didn't say, I'm going to be a worm. He didn't say, one of these days when you do, a good, do enough good works, I'll one day identify with you, or one day you'll work to where I am. No, but he condescended to where we were, and he said, I am a worm tonight. Amen. He went to bloody Calvary. He took our sin and our shame, but that's not the end of the story. He died and was buried for three days, and he rose again, and he's now seated at the right hand of God make an intercession for you and I he is our savior he is our high priest I thank God at this very moment at this present hour I thank God he is our savior tonight amen he said I am a worm and he didn't just identify with us at Calvary amen no, but he's our great high priest tonight. Amen. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities because he came to where we were and he walked where we were and he lived in the human experience. See, Jesus in the psalm, just like David did, Jesus knew what it was to be forsaken. Jesus knew what it was to not have one place to lay his head. We talk about the stress of paying bills. Hey, Jesus didn't have any rent to pay. Amen. Jesus didn't have a house payment. He took whatever was given to him. He lived as a homeless person. He lived as a stranger and a vagabond in this world. Why did he do that? Because he is identifying with you and I. And thank God he ascended to the Father tonight. And right now he's able to identify with you, amen. What an impact that has tonight, amen. He didn't come and just display his love on Calvary. No, but thank God his love is everlasting. His love is continually poured out and whatever needs you've got tonight, whatever issue you have tonight, thank God he's available now, amen. We see the identification of the worm. We see the impact of the worm. But then I want to talk about this for just a few moments tonight. I want to talk to you about the illustration of the worm. The illustration of the worm. Notice this. Number one, we see the compassion of the worm. The compassion of the worm. When we look to Psalm chapter number 22 and verse number 6, Jesus says, but I am a worm. That worm, that word for worm, most of the times in the Bible is the word maggot. But what we find here in verse number 6, this is a Hebrew word, tola. This is the tola worm. This tola worm was a crimson worm, or oftentimes in, in modern day it's called a crocus worm. And this worm was highly prized and it was highly valued because of the dye that resided within its body. This worm's a very special worm. It looks more like a grub than a worm. They're very small and they're about the size of a pea. It's time, when it's time for the female, for the mother to have her young, which she only does this one time her entire life, she goes to the trunk of a tree or a fence post or a stick and she attaches her body to that wood and forms a hard crimson shell. She's so strongly and so permanently stuck to the wood that the shell can never be removed without tearing her body apart and completely killing her. 
Can I talk about this for just a moment, the compassion of this worm? Can I talk about the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ? He left his throne in heaven. He left the heavenlies and he came to where we were. He attached himself to a piece of wood identified with you and I and he gave himself knowing the price that he'd pay. He knew that he was dying. He knew that he'd give his life. Oh, but thank God three days later, God rose him, arose him from the dead and brought him forth from the grave and thank God what he did was permanent even though he died yet he still lives tonight amen what compassion what love that Jesus Christ went through on the cross of Calvary Oftentimes, Calvary is, is referred to as the passion of Jesus and boy what passion was involved amen and just as this worm for the sake of those that would come behind her. For the sake of her offspring, she knew that she would die. She knew that she would give herself. But still, she just went on, climbed that tree, attached herself to it, and died for the benefit of those that would come behind. Amen. We talk about this tonight, the compassion of the worm. And as we hasten tonight, we talk about the care of the worm. The crimson worm then lays her eggs under her own body under the covering of the protective shell that she made. When those baby worms hatch, they stay under that shell. Notice this tonight. Not only does the mother's body give protection for her babies, but it also provides them with food. Say, so how is that tonight? Those baby worms, they feed on the living body of the mother while she's still alive. Can I say this tonight? That Jesus Christ is alive forevermore. Amen. And thank God we feed on His substance. And we feed on His provision tonight. He ever liveth making intercession for us. Thank God tonight the psalmist said this. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I'm thank God tonight that thank God Jesus. He is our provision. He is our care. Amen. He is our substance tonight. Hey, look, the world can take their crowd and they can take their substance and they can take their things. Oh, thank God you find everything you need to tonight. If you're saved by the grace of God, you find it in Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. That's the care of the worm tonight. Amen. And I'm glad, thank God, Brother Chris, he takes care of us. Amen. When it seems like we're forsaken, when it seems like darkness has covered the entire world where we're at, when it seems like God has forsaken us, thank God he's still taking care of us tonight. Amen. But then I want to say this and I'll be done. Not only the compassion of the worm, the care of the worm, but I noticed this, the color of the worm. The illustration goes on to say, after just a few days, when the young worms grow to the point that they can take care of themselves, the mother finally dies. As the mother worm dies, she oozes a crimson red dye, which not only stains the wood she's attached to, but it also stains her young. They're forever identified with the mother worm as they are colored crimson red, 
for the rest of their lives. Amen. You know what happened to me as a 14-year-old boy at the McPherson Baptist Church in Dallas, Georgia? Thank God a transaction took place. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was applied to my account. And thank God I'm staying with it for time and eternity. Amen. There's not in any scheme of man. There's no project from hell. There's nothing that the devil can devise. There's no plan this world can hatch to take my salvation from me tonight. Amen. Thank God I'm forever colored by his blood tonight. Amen. Thank God he's made his mark on me. Amen. If you're saved tonight, he's made his mark on you. Amen. Thank God salvation tonight's permanent. You ain't washing it out. Amen. I don't know about this crowd that preaches a work salvation. I don't know about this crowd that preaches something that they think they can lose. I don't know. I didn't get it, so I can't lose it. Amen. But thank God when you get saved by the grace of God, when Jesus dips you in his blood, when he washes you in that crimson flow, thank God you're saved for time and eternity. Amen. And what God does, he does it permanently. He does it for eternity tonight. Amen. I want to tell you something tonight as they're coming. Listen, we've talked about this worm tonight. But there's another worm that's mentioned in the scriptures. Jesus talks about a place called hell. And he says this, he says, where the fire is not quenched. He said there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then he says this, he says, their worm dieth not. You realize this tonight, that one of the agonies... And the sufferings of hell is this. There's a horrible stench of sulfur. There's screaming. There's wailing. There's pain. There's eternal separation from God. But listen, if we believe the scriptures tonight, listen, there are worms that will never die. You say, preacher, what are they doing? Listen, you're either going to heaven or hell tonight. And you're going to live forever in one of those two places. And listen, if you refuse Christ tonight, If you don't get saved, those worms are going to devour your flesh forever and ever and ever. What an awful way to suffer. What an awful price to pay in eternity because you turned away the crimson worm. What an awful price to pay because you said no to Jesus Christ. Listen, it's a Wednesday night crowd, but I believe with all my heart tonight, there's somebody sitting here lost. Amen. While we stand together, while they sing, listen, the invitation is this. If you need Christ tonight, come. If you're lost tonight, come. But listen, if you're saved tonight, maybe you've lost sight of Calvary. Maybe the fire doesn't burn like it once did. Say this over and over and over, but that great man of God, Vance Havner, said this. He said, Revival is falling in love with Jesus all over again. Listen, whatever your need is, whatever your burden is, Jesus is the answer. Amen. While they play, while they sing, mind the Lord tonight.